Welcome to Training Camp Daily. I'm your host, Jordan McNamara, bringing you a daily podcast, breaking down the news, notes, fantasy implications from each day of NFL training camp. I was going to wait until we got some more news, got some more action, got maybe some players on the field, but big news uh, keeps trickling in, so we're going to get it started here. The biggest news of the day, again, this is uh, this will be out July 30th, so the big news of the 29th is Damian Williams opting out for the year. Uh, big implications in terms of in-season and dynasty. Uh, Damian Williams basically goes from being a uh, one-injury-away-plus type of player to fringe rosterable at this point. You're going to have to wait a whole year look to see if you can stash on your IR uh, a player held out because of uh, because of an opt-out. Uh, see what your rules are on that. He was going 140s, 150s in terms of uh, startup ADP. I had him at 148 in the last 10. Uh, so that's going to drop like a like a Stone, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was at 17.1 in terms of his draft position over the past 10 real drafts that I've used uh, to track this. That should trend upwards. Uh, again, the normal uh, 101 for an offseason in terms of a rookie is historically pick 20. So this is, uh, again, a good clash. You're probably going to get two above that number. Clyde Edwards-Solaire is going to track towards a round one startup pick. Doubt he gets all the way there, but this is going to move him, I think, uh, spots. So that'll be something we'll have to track over the next uh, handful of days. Uh, deeper down the line, I think you do have to be aware of a potential veteran. Lamar Miller's out there, Devonta Freeman is out there as well. Uh, they do create some additional cap space, cap room, with the Damian Williams uh, number not applying to this year. So I think that's notable. Uh, so that they will ha don't have a ton of cap room, but they will have some additional flexibility without Damian Williams' uh, cap number, a little over $2 million this year. Uh, deeper stashes down the line if they don't sign anyone, include Daryl Williams uh, and DeAndre Washington, plus Darwin Thompson, three notable players on the roster right now that could be fantasy viable on top of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, so I, I do want a piece of that backfield, and at this point, I think it's, it's probably best to try and take a cheap piece, it being a backup type. Other news around the league, uh, in terms of COVID, uh, both Kenny Galladay and TJ Hawkinson are placed on the COVID list. So we will watch to see their progress in terms of their, their tracking. At this point, I'm not pegging anyone too far down in terms of movement and especially dynasty rankings. Uh, season long rankings, I think, need to be on pause as well. It's still early. We still have time. We'll watch for more updates more information if these guys are back in the next week uh that's a whole different story as if we don't see them until later in august so i think all these things are timeline uh watching being aware of them but not necessarily moving them yet if they create a if it creates a buy opportunity that might be something i would explore although you have to understand that there's risk uh, that goes along with this
uh, notable pup listings uh, in the past day. Corey Davis, unknown the nature of it. So that's a notable piece of information we'll need to track. Also, Rodney Anderson coming off a torn ACL last year. Uh, Going to start the season on pup. So we'll see what he has uh, in Cincinnati. There is some potential uh, space for a backup running back. Giovanni Bernard has a big number for a for a backup. Uh, and Rodney Anderson is there as well as Travion Williams. So watching to see how that sorts out behind Joe Mixon is a critical watch piece uh, in terms of running back situations this offseason. Uh, we'll watch to see when Rodney Anderson can actually come back and be healthy. I think he's an important one. Uh, two other opt-out players, Nate Solder, uh, offensive lineman for the Giants. Would have been nice to have him protecting Daniel Jones. He was about average last year uh, in terms of some advanced metrics, um, but they lose a, a piece around Daniel Jones to protect him and his development. Also, Devin Funches, a holdout, a, an opt-out uh, for uh, COVID. We'll have to watch and see what he uh, what what happens around him in Green Bay? Uh, I think Devin Funches is a clear cuttable outside of thirty plus man rosters, um, assuming that you can't stash someone on an IR because they opted out. Again, check those rules. Um, notable uh, non pup related is uh, Tua passes physical and is going to be a participant in training camp. That is a a notable development, very positive. Uh, Brian Flores, their head coach, said it's an open competition uh, between him and Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll see how quickly rookies this year can adjust to the NFL in terms of playbook and, and all of those things. It's going to be need to be a steep learning curve with some of the, the limited preparations that have been able to be undertaken by some of these rookies. Uh, so Fitzpatrick may get the opportunity to start if you're in super flex or you're um, sort of in dire straits and start one, you could do worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick as a few weeks to month or two type of uh, play at the position to, to fill in a hole. So um, that, that's certainly one to watch, especially in premium formats. I'm not concerned if Tua sits to start. Um, I think he's overpriced uh, just in dynasty, just based on historical ADP. Uh, but if he's, if he sits the first six, eight, 10 weeks, I'm not really concerned about that long-term. Again, you're not taking a rookie quarterback in dynasty for his year one production. You shouldn't be anyways. Um, so I'm not particularly worried about Tua this year. If I own him in Superflex Dynasty. Uh, George Kittle did report. Uh, I think one of the big stories of training camp this year will be not many holdouts in terms of actual contract holdouts. The change in the CBA has basically made that very difficult to have any leverage of the player. Teams can no longer forgive fines uh, for not showing up uh, because of a contract holdout, and it could potentially risk a year of service. So no one is is wants to do that. They want to get to free agency and get to a bigger deal sooner and not later. So 
that was an effective use of collective bargaining by the owners this particular go around. Uh, so Kittle does report and not the quote is not close on an extension. So um, a hype piece, Trey Burton mentioned by uh, the Colts as being a potential player that they're uh, expecting big things from. I take it with a grain of salt. They do have some open potential there in terms of T.Y. Hilton established, Jack Doyle, good, not great. And I think a lot of questions beyond that. So it'll be interesting to see Trey Burton's health. I think that's the key monitor here and what type of usage he he might get uh, as, as training camp reports begin to flow. Uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, per wide receiver coach Chad O'Shea, he's in the mix uh, for the wide receiver position. He was actually included uh, and t- expected to be included in some wide receiver drills and meetings, those sorts of things. I think that's actually a help for Nick Chubb. And this might point to some concerns about Jarvis Landry's recovery from his surgery. He did wait to February to have the surgery. Um, puts it on a close timetable for week one. So that's a situation to monitor and to watch. Um, but if Kareem Hunt's going to be playing out at wide receiver. I think it gives more and more positive news for Nick Chubb, who folks are underrating at, at this particular point in the offseason, thinking that Kareem Hunt's as a, a direct threat to his workload. If Kareem Hunt's out playing wide receiver or playing the slot at a position that doesn't really have a great uh solution uh, in terms of uh, in terms of established players on the depth chart I think that only helps Chubb so that's a, a notable thing we're going to watch as well uh, and and one other news item that that's interesting in terms of related to George Kittle uh, Jordan Reed and Delaney Walker are both uh, players of interest for the San Francisco 49ers uh, to add to their tight end depth chart both are deeper down the line, not really one tight end targets. They're probably more in the the twenties. If we were to sort of if they get signed and we were to sort of stack up the board, it'd probably fall somewhere in the twenties. Although with Jordan Reed, he's a clear decision tree type of player. We're gonna know or we're gonna not know in terms of him being healthy. Uh, if he's on the field, uh, in, particularly in a role, maybe not necessarily behind George Kittle because the volume's probably not that high. Um, but they don't have a ton of solutions either with Debo Samuel injured. Brandon Ayuk uh, is is a round one wide receiver. We're not sure what to expect from a rookie, and they don't have a ton of answers outside of outside of. Uh, George Kittle in the passing game. So I think that's a notable thing. If Jordan Reed's healthy, does he get a souped up slot role, something like that, and they use him more as a receiver? I think it would be an interesting play, especially in if he's getting used more as a wide receiver uh, and you're really struggling at tight end. He's an interesting one. Uh, to potentially stash on the back end of your roster, so definitely looking at that. Probably not out. Probably not in twenty man. Looking more towards 25, 30 man rosters. That's where we would be looking to roster him uh, in terms of a potential uptick with a signing. So, 
Uh, well, that'll do it for this uh, first edition of the Training Camp Daily. Uh, again, this is brought to you by the Analytics Dynasty. I am your host, Jordan McNamara. And until next time, we'll talk again soon.